Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for just being God and God all by yourself. We thank you, though we don't understand why you choose us, God. We thank you for choosing us. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for keeping us, God, in spite of us, God. I ask that you touch each and every person that is in this building, that is on their way to the building, and that doesn't even make it to the building, God. We thank you. We ask you cover and keep each and every person, God. And I ask that you touch me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet as I deliver your word this morning. Allow your people's hearts to be open to receive your word, God, that they may apply it to their lives and their lives be changed, God. In the name of Jesus, we give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> I am grateful for this opportunity again to teach adult Sunday school, Sunday morning refreshing. And I got a topic for us today, and it is fear. Let's face it. All right. We are going to talk about fear um, it's something we hear a lot about, but we don't talk about it. Nobody wants to hear about fear, but we all have them. We all have fears. Um, so we're going to talk about fear this morning. I'm going to start with uh, um, one of my favorite little nursery rhymes. I thought about it this morning, um, and it was Little Miss Muffet. <laughs> Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet eating her curds and whey, which is in our times maybe grits or oatmeal, something like that. Along came a spider and sat down beside her and frightened Miss Muffin away. Now, we have to know that Miss Muffin was afraid of spiders. That spider might have just wanted what she was eating, but she was scared. <laughs> Even though the spider was smaller than her, and she could have stepped on it or smashed it or whatever she could have done, that little bitty spider scared her right on the way. And Miss Muffin never got to enjoy her curds and whey. <laughs> she never got to enjoy what it was. She was sitting down trying to enjoy. What are your fears making you run from? What is it keeping you from? Yes. What is fear? So there are like three different definitions, and I wanted to bring all three of them because all three of them have significance. All right, so the first one is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is in danger, is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. The second one is a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or, safe, or the safety and well-being of someone. And the third is the likelihood of something unwelcomed happening. Well, there's one more. There's four. <laughs> and another type of fear is regard to God with reverence 
and awe, okay? So there's a lot of different types of fear. We'll talk about the types, but I want to talk about why we fear. Life is full of faith stealers, like doubt, stress, uncertainty. Perhaps the most common and harmful of these, though, is fear. And it's physical manifestation of anxiety. Fear is our human response to situations we don't understand and over which we have no control. When this is our reality, we peer into the future and try to see what's ahead of us and what we're able to distinguish in the darkness and shadows leaves us crippled by fear and anxiety. Fear is part of the enemy's arsenal to wreak havoc in our lives, ultimately diminishing our faith. The enemy is masterful at deception, and so his strategy is to cause us to focus on our fears, fears which equals false evidence appearing as reality. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing as reality. Instead of the one in whom our faith rests, Jesus Christ, we submit to fear and allow our minds to become controlled by it. Satan has influence. There are three types of fear, and we talked about them in the definitions. Um, the, I'm going to put the last one they had as the first one, which is the one we should have which is the awe of God, the reverence or respectful fear. Now, that don't mean we afraid of God. That, that doesn't mean we're scared of him. That means we honor him. We respect him. We hold him in his place, in his rightful place, and we honor and reverence him. And we stand in awe of him because he just does things that we just, it blows our mind. That's the type of fear we're supposed to have. But that's not a scared fear. That's a reverent fear. The second fear is actual danger. So it's a protective fear. So if you hear a gunshot, you ain't supposed to just stand there. Get on the floor. <laughs> That fear is there for a reason. It's to protect you. <laughs> but the, the, the sad thing, and I talked to, to my youth about this when we were talking about fear, is that you hear gunshots now and you're numb to it. Or yeah, or you go or you go to it. There is no danger. And that's scary. That's scary. How do, you, how do you hear a gunshot and run to it or just stand there? You've become so numb to danger. That is, that is scary. I asked my youth, I said, what happens when you hear a gunshot? And they say, we just stand there. Because they've become numb to what could danger them. Yeah. They have, they have lost that protective sense of, I need to protect myself right now. I need to go somewhere safe. 
crazy, but it's, but it's reality. And then there is the assumed danger or chronic fear. That's when you just scared of everything. You have major anxiety. You are scared. COVID scared so many people, and they got chronic fear. I can't go here. I can't do this. I can't go there. I can't, I can't, I can't. Chronic fear. Well, what was you doing before COVID? <laughs> but if we look back at the definition, <laughs> definitions of fear, each one of them shows this type of fear as a definition. Fear can be venomous. It can paralyze you, and it can keep you from your full potential in God. Do you know how paralysis happens when you've been bitten by a venomous snake? It attacks the brain cells first. Then it attacks the heart and lowers the blood pressure. And then it attacks the muscles. Now get that. It attacks the brain first, the mind. Then it attacks the heart. And then it attacks the body. Well, think about how fear works. It paralyzes you, but it attacks the mind first. Then it gets to the heart and your anxiety and, and you're scared and you don't want to do nothing. And then it attacks the body because you ain't moving. You're not moving toward anything. You're just stuck. Fear is like that venomous snake bite. It paralyzes you. Fear paralyzes. And it, it, it's something that can hold you back. So what does the Bible say about fear? Let's find out. But I thought about this. The fact that the Bible says fear not 365 times. <laughs> That's a fear not for every day of the year. 365 fear nots. I said, maybe we should write every one of them down <laughs> every day of the year. Somebody should write a, a notebook or a journal that says fear not. Each scripture that says fear not in a journal so that we can fear not every day of the year, like he says. <laughs> but the first scripture that um, I'm going to go to is Deuteronomy chapter six. I mean, chapter 31 and verse 6. And it says in the Amplified, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or tr tremble in dread before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Now, this is in Deuteronomy. Um, and this was at a time where Moses was coming to his in the end of his leadership. And he was trying to encourage Joshua. And he's saying, fear not. 
Don't be afraid. Be be strong. Be courageous. And that had to be scary. Leading all them people. He didn't grow up in this. He didn't watch how people treated Moses. That had to be scary. He didn't watch how they didn't turn their back on God several times. He that had to be be something that was something to be afraid of. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it does sound like a PK. <laughs> Watching all the things that go on. And, and, and knowing that this torch is about to be passed to you, I don't want that. <laughs> of course, he has some fears. I don't want to deal with that. I'm not ready to deal with these people. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the enemy. It was the people. Lord, you want me to deal with them? They confuse themselves. And, and, and so here's Moses trying to encourage him. Don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. Because God is with you. And he will not fail you. And he will not abandon you. Because people are going to fail you. And people are going to abandon you. But God will not. Fear not. I'm going to go on to another uh, verse. Which is Isaiah chapter 41 and 10 in the Amplified, and it reiterates, do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured, I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you with my righteous right hand, a hand of justice of power, of victory, of salvation. What does that not comfort? I got you. That's what he's saying. Do not fear. I got you. But we always scared. We always scared. Then he goes on, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Did y'all hear how he said that? In our terms, didn't I tell you <laughs> to be strong and courageous? How many times I got to tell you that? Do not be terrified or dismayed, intimidated. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. How many times he got to tell us that? He done said the same thing three times already. In three different books. Three different chapters. Same thing. How many times he got to say it? But that, I mean, and you got to think about it. Even in that time, he had to keep telling him over and over again. And I feel like in Joshua, he was irritated. Have I not told you this before? And he said it again. Have I not commanded you? I, I think that sometimes when we read, we should look at how irritated he becomes. Because you don't think God gets irritated. Yes, he gets irritated. He got to repeat himself over and over and over and over again. I'm, I'm sure you get irritated when you got to repeat stuff over and over again. So God is saying, haven't I told you this before? <laughs> are your ears on you not hearing me right now 
have a T-shirt that I got um, from my, my preschool class, and it, it's got a skeleton on it, and it's just sitting there like this, and it says, I'll wait till you're quiet. <laughs> Meaning I'm just going to be waiting because this is not happening right now. But, but that, don't y'all think that's how God gets with us? I'm telling you the same stuff over and over again. Don't you hear me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and this, and that's what I got from when from Joshua, you know, when he said, "Have I not commanded you?" I I, I felt his irritation right there. <laughs> so we're gonna go on to Psalms chapter fifty six, uh, verses three through four. Psalms 56, 3 through 4. And it says, when I am afraid, I will put my trust and faith in you. In God, who, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not fear. What can mere man do to me? I'm going to read it again. When I am afraid, that means we're going to be afraid sometimes. I will put my trust and faith in you. In God, whose word I praise. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not fear. What can mere man do to me? He gave us a little antidote from when we have those moments because he was being real he was saying when I'm afraid because I'm human and I get scared sometimes and there are things that happen that cause you to be afraid God understood all of this <laughs> even though he told us several times do not fear he knew we were gonna have moments where we were afraid but he said, I will put my trust and faith in you. How many times when we are afraid do we go back and focus on the one who can handle it? Or do we continue to focus on that thing that we're afraid of? Which keeps us paralyzed by that fear all along. He says, turn your focus. I will put my trust and my faith in you, in God, whose word I praise. God, I have put my trust in you. And I shall not fear. What can mere man do to me? Because if you be real about it, most of our fears come from what people have done to us. Situations we've been through. We're afraid we're going to go through it again. Therefore, we have fear. Yeah. If you've ever been in a car wreck, a bad car wreck, or even a minor car wreck, PTSD is something that, that happens. You ever been to war before? PTSD is real. We go through those real traumatic things and they cause fear and anxiety. It's real. But he's telling us how to overcome that. 
fear is real. We we have to we deal with it. We have to face the fact that it, yeah, it's gonna be some scary things out there. But we have to remember what he said. Do not fear, for I am with you. And if we continue to remember that, which he did, and he said, I'm going to put my trust in you. I'm, I'm afraid right now. But I'm going to put my trust and my faith in you. So when I put my faith and trust in you, what can mere man do to me? And when I look at this scripture, every time I, I look at the word mere, <laughs> like little, he called him little. What can little man do to me? <laughs> I mean, and I think I think about Goliath. What can little man do to me? Goliath is huge, but David put him down. <laughs> and he, I feel like he looked at Goliath like, "What can mere man do to me?" <laughs> because I got God on my side, and I'm gonna take my little rock and my slingshot, and you gonna go down. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> But let's go on. Psalms 27, 1 through 3 in the Amplified. And it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my refuge and my fortress of my life. Whom shall I dread? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries, and my enemies, they stumbled and fell. Though an army encamped against me, my heart will not fear. Though war arises against me, even in this, I am confident. You ever been in the middle of every attack of your life and feel confident <laughs> let's be real we feel like this big like the mere person we was just talking about <laughs> but he's like I got all this coming against you and whom shall I fear even though everybody is attacking me all this stuff is coming up against me I'm gonna stand here because guess what I ain't got nothing to be afraid of. What would it be like if we walked with confidence like that? But see, that ain't confidence in us. That's confidence of what is within us. That ain't me being cocky. No, that's me being cocky in God. That's me knowing who I serve. That's the type of confidence he was walking in. Like, I'm surrounded, but guess what? Okay. That's fine. All y'all can fall. And I'm just going to stand here. Because I trust in the God that I serve. What do you have to fear when you know who is really in control? That's the problem. We don't know who's in control. Want to know why people like to drive? People like to drive because they are in control of something. You feel like you're in control of this vehicle. It's a heavy vehicle. You can 
press on the gas. You can make it go how fast, how slow you want to go. You can stop it when you want to. That's why people like to drive, because they feel like they in control. Well, what's the first thing that happens when they lose control of a vehicle? They scared. Who they calling on? Jesus! Well, think about life. People live how they want to live because they feel like they in control of life. You know, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm going to act like I want to act. Because it's my life, you know. But what happens when all hell breaks loose? Jesus! Because honestly, you was never in control to begin with. Sometimes we create our own fear because we try to take control of what we don't have control of. You got control of that car, but only for a minute. Let somebody cut you off. Let's go on. John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. My perfect peace. Again, understanding who is in control. We can walk in the peace of God because we know God is in control. He said, I'm giving you my peace. I'm giving it to you. You can have it. It's yours. But understand, I, I am in control. I got this. God has got this. But we walk around and we let every circumstance steal our peace. We let it steal our joy. We let it steal our strength. Yes. And, and that's what some people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But when we understand, yeah, face everything and rise. Rise to the challenge. Yeah. But do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. God is, God is telling us, over and over again, don't be discouraged. Don't be, no matter what it looks like, I got you. If you really trust in me, if, I, if, you, if you really trust in me, if you really in this with me, know that I got you. 
And, and if I go back, he says, in my righteous right hand. In my righteous right hand, I have you. I've got you covered in every circumstance. No matter what comes up against you, in every circumstance. So what is the remedy for fear? In 1 John chapter 4, verses 15 through 19, we have a remedy. All right? And it's going to sound real simple because, quite frankly, it is. Whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Y'all hear that? God abides in you and you abide in God. But you have to confess. That's, that's our job. If we want God to abide in us and we to abide in him, we got to confess to him. And we got to acknowledge Jesus. If you trying to just live life and, you know, you only live once, so you want to do whatever you want. That ain't it. That ain't acknowledging God. That's me doing me. But when we acknowledge and confess, Jesus is the son, and I believe in him. God abides in us. He adopts us. And we live in him. We have, to have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. We have a personal experience with God. A deep, consistent faith, which is, I love how they put that. When you believe in him, you have a deep, consistent, it ain't, I'm here one minute, I'm going the next. I'm with you one minute, God, and then I'm going the next. I'm on it this week, but next week I'm doing me. Consistent. That's how he abides in us. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect, make every, every right decision every day. We're going to make some, we're going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. But if you are making mistakes on that road and I messed up, God, but I'm coming, I'm coming your way. That's what consistency is. You're going to hit some bumps in the road. If I found a perfect road to travel on, baby, I'd be on that perfect road. But every road you get on, you're going to find some ditches and holes and everything, cracks and everything, every road you travel. God is love. Now, let's go back to he abides in me. And he is love. Guess what? That means love is in me. And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides continually in him. 
In this union and fellowship with God, love is completed and perfected with us. Y'all hear that? Completed and perfected. So that we have, may have confidence in the day of judgment with an assurance and boldness to face him because he is. So we in this world... There is no fear in love, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. There it is. There it is. There's the answer. What gets rid of fear? Love. God's love. His perfect love cast out fear. If he is within us and we have his love within us, we should have a confidence in us as well. But so many times we are not looking for God's love. We're looking for everybody else's love. And guess what other people's love does? It causes trauma, fear, and anxiety. <laughs> because we're looking for love in imperfect people instead of looking for love in a perfect God. And we wonder why we have so much anxiety and trauma. I'm going to read it for y'all in the Message Bible, and then I'm going to be done. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house. Y'all hear that? Because at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on judgment day. Our, stand, or our standing in the world is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life Fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not fully formed in love. Y'all hear what fear, where, where it comes from? From a not completely formed heart of love. And y'all hear the words, fear is crippling. It takes me back to the beginning when I was talking about that venomous snake. What happens when you get bitten by a venomous snake? It attacks every part of your body. This is why love is so important, especially understanding the love of God. We 
as believers should not fear because God is with us. If we keep that in the forefront of our mind, then we have no reason to fear. The major fear he talked about in this verse was the fear of judgment on judgment day. That's, that's, that's that reverent fear. We should, we should be like, God, I'm going to get this together. I'm, I'm going to be right on judgment day. But if we're in him and he's in us, it forces us to live the way we should, which should cast out the fear. Because if I know I'm living a way I'm supposed to live, God, if I'm living for you, I have a right to kingdom of heaven. What has you bound? What are you afraid of? And if you have fear, do you really have God in you? Have you really submitted to him? Have you really confessed to him and believe him? Because that's the answer that once you figure out God's love for you, <laughs> you can cast out them fears. Even little Miss Muffet. She could sat there and that spider could have came down. She said, I got Jesus. You better go somewhere, spider. I'm about to eat the rest of my curds and whey. I'm going to eat what I'm going to get what God got for me. Because that's all fear does is it keeps you from your purpose. It keeps you from operating in your calling. It keeps you from doing the thing that God placed you here to do in the first place. So what are you fearing? And face it. And I'm going to end with this. Have I not told you? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your presence, God. I ask that you touch each and every person that is here today, God, each and every person that is on their way, God. I ask that you touch their hearts and their minds and let them know you are with us and you love us, God, so we do not have to fear. We can trust you, God, because you're not like man. We can trust you because you're a perfect God and you have perfect plans for us. You know what's best for us because you created us. God, we thank you for everything you're going to do in this service today, God. We just give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.